Well, hello and welcome to the C3 Reflect podcast. My name is Sats. It's so great to have you with us. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. A massive welcome to you. Maybe a friend has directed you over here. That's awesome. Or maybe you are a regular old school listener. We appreciate you being part of all that we're doing. And our prayer with all of this content is that it would be helpful. It would encourage you and ultimately would enable you to flourish as a human being. Isn't that God's vision for each and every one of us? And yet life is complex and uh, there's lots of nuance happening. And so in all of these messages, we're trying to dig into the thoughts of God that we can understand better how to flourish and how to succeed and fulfill our purpose in life. So let us know how we're doing. You can rate and you can review. And of course, please subscribe so that we can stay connected. Let's go to the message now. Well, hey, Sats here. I hope you're doing really well. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Reflect. And uh, if you are brand new, checking us out, please hit subscribe. We've got loads of content that you'll find helpful, all sorts of topics and series. And of course, you can jump on our mailing list, which is uh, go to c3reflect.church slash connect. Um, while we're in this Dream Builder series, that we're going to dive into a message in just a few um, moments. But we've been kind of talking about this tension that every Christian has, that we're all supposed to be planning planted in a church, in a local body of believers, that no man is an island. We need to get uh, equipped, strengthened, encouraged, held accountable, and and that's all part of God's design for the church. And uh, ultimately, in that place, in the church, we're also supposed to be released. We're supposed to be empowered, filled with the Holy Spirit, and sent into our world to build the dream. And that's, of course, what this series has been all um, about. And uh, the problem is, is that we tend to see people taking one of two extremes. Uh, Often people go after the dream and they go after the career and that's the only thing they're going after. And it can be a lonely, hard place to be. And it's hard to last the journey. It's hard not to compromise without that connection to the wider body of believers. Um, But just on the other side, it's interesting. We see a lot of Christians just getting stuck in the church. They're just kind of, everything's about the the Christian bubble, the clique, and they never really step out in faith and begin to live that bigness of life that God is calling them um, to to, to live. And and so I believe, and what we've been talking about in this series, is how being a mature Christian believer is holding these two tensions. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. We're sowing into a vision that is not just about me, but then we're also from that place launching out into our world to build the dream. The the things that are on our heart, I believe, uh, you know, God makes human beings that, 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 that are desires and our inclinations and our giftings match what we're supposed to do. It would be strange if God was calling you to do something that you couldn't do. But but when our dreams are surrendered and submitted to God and cleansed and we get into a good place where we're, we're living for Him and not just for selfish ambition, those dreams are powerful. And I believe that we need to see in our world our dreams being birthed, our dreams being built. And my prayer is that in this series, uh, you would find yourself, uh, you know, both finding your place in the church, the body of Christ, but also finding a place in building your purpose, uh, outworking what God has put in you. There is purpose in you. If you're not sure, let me speak it over you uh, today. Well, uh, today's message is called Dying Inside. And uh, we're really 
I've been traveling in this journey and kind of in this part of the series, we're looking at some of the things internal to us that we need to grasp in our mindset, our psychology, our way of approaching the world that are gonna help us in building the dream. And I wanna read you a passage of scripture that the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter one, verse 21. And he says this, he's writing to this church and he says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For if I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents this is a clear sign to them and that from God uh, sorry a clear sign to them of their destruction but of your salvation and that from God for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him but also suffer for his sake engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have now just some context for, for what's happening right here Paul is in prison. Yeah, he's writing the scripture. I mean, at this time, it's just a letter. He had no idea that we would be reading this now today, but Paul is in chains. And the thing about prison back then is uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, prison's not good at any time, <laughs> any generation. But back then, you literally, like, there was no food. Uh, there was no basic care. It was like your friends would bring you food. So, so uh, it's not going to be very nice food. You're not going to get enough food. You're in a really desperate, dark place where you are in chains. And Paul is writing to this church saying, I really hope that I'm going to come and see you. And, and yet at the same time, you know, if I die, I'm just going to get to be with Jesus. I'm going to be free from this incredibly difficult circumstance, this situation that I find myself in today. Um, but at the end of the day, he's like, which one do I want more? I says, well, I, I think it's better for you if I can come and see you encourage you and, and, and continue to, to be a part of your life. And, and, and he's, he's writing this in chains. He's writing this in prison. And he's saying, whether I live or whether I die. Friends, we're seeing right here the, the embodiment of what it means in the Christian life to live above circumstance. And uh, Paul is saying, I, 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 want, I want you to live above circumstance. I want you not to be defined by what happens around you. We see this principle all the way through scripture. Because the thing is, is that life generally tends to be defined by circumstance. However things are around you tends to be how we're doing on the inside. Uh, if work is going well, if family life is going well, we're feeling good. Uh, if, if there's relational breakdown, if there's difficulty over there, if there's debt pressing against us over here, if there's people opposing us over here, we're generally in, in a more difficult place. And, and we need to understand this, that the, the, the following Jesus, becoming a Christian is moving away from living a life that is defined by circumstance. Instead, it's defined by something 
much greater. And that is, of course, uh, who we are in Christ, whose we are uh, in Christ. And, 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 and I love that Paul is writing powerful words that are having an effect today. He is living out his purpose. He is living out who he is called to be and his contribution to the world, completely unrelated to the circumstance that he is, he is experiencing. I, I don't know about you, but if I was, if I was Paul and I was thinking, I've got to write this letter to this church and encourage them, and yet here I am holding my chains. Here I am in prison. I, I don't know who, who I, look, if, if I was to bring a video message from prison today, I've been arrested. <laughs> I'm sure running through my mind would be thoughts like, what are they going to think? Here I am, and yet I'm in chains. Here I am, and yet I'm struggling. Here I am, and yet circumstance is telling everyone I've done something wrong. I'm, 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 I'm a failure. But Paul doesn't allow those, those feelings and those thoughts to determine how he lives his life. He chooses to live above circumstance. You know, we see in our culture just the destructive power that living by circumstance has. We see it in, in celebrity culture where celebrities rise and they fall. They, they, they rise on the wave and then they, they fall to the ground. One moment you're popular, one moment you're accepted, one moment you're celebrated, the next moment you are spat out by the system and uh, you are canceled maybe, you are uh, forgotten about. Why? Be because when, when, when circumstances are great, you're gonna be great. But when circumstances are poor and change, well, that is a devastating thing that takes place on the human soul. And God wants you and I to be free from circumstances that is happening around us. To not let, let circumstance be the definition of how we're doing. That the Christian life is actually, you know, how things are don't determine how I am on the inside. I live above circumstance because the spirit that is in me is greater than the spirit of this world, the spirit that is around me, the spirit of my circumstances. What's happening on the inside of me is greater than what's happening around me. And so we need to be very careful that we don't define how we are by our success or our you see, things might be great in your life right now. You might be feeling like, wow, the favor is, of, of God is upon me and job is going well and everything's going well and friends are there. And, and look, we, we're going to be thankful and grateful and we can enjoy just the wonderful blessings of God. But we need to make sure that we are not defined by success because otherwise when failure comes, when difficulty comes and difficulty will come, Life is full of difficulty. Life is full of curveballs. And, 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 and the problem is sometimes we look at everybody else, we look at their moment of success and they're doing great, but we don't often track through how they're doing in those moments of failure because when we're defined by circumstance, oh, it's a really dangerous place to be. And I believe today what God wants to do is God wants to free us from this, this bondage to circumstance. It's, it's not that we don't want to succeed. It's not that we don't want to have impact. It's, it's just that we cannot be defined by what happens. See, when we're defined by the outcomes, it's completely crippling to how you live your life. It's really hard to be confident. It's really hard to be full of courage. It's really hard to live a life of faith. It's really hard to step out in building the dream if we're worried about how it's going to go. Because if our worth and our value is tethered to the outcome, well, well, why step out at all? How can we live this confident, courageous life of faith if our value is anchored to the outcome? 
God wants you to be free of that today, that you could live a life full of purpose. Uh, Ephesians 2 uh, verse 4 to 6 says this, and, and it's talking about your value. And I want to just redefine your value for a moment. Use this scripture to help untether us from defining value connected to how we're doing and and redefining uh, where it is. So so it says this in verse uh, four, it says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ and Jesus. Okay, so we love that scripture because it's quite encouraging. It's like, woo, look at this. Look at all the studies that happened. But, but we have to start in one place, and that is that you are dead in your sins. <laughs> so this is the starting point of where we find ourselves as a result of sin in our world. Sin corrupts. Human beings have been corrupted. We were made in the image of God. But sin has brought us to this place where we are pretty much dead. We're dead in our sins. And this is our, this is our starting point in life is actually that we do not have any value. See, value is related to, 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 to something else. Value is always connected to something else. You know, if I've got my uh, phone in my hands and uh, we might say, well, it's got a certain amount of value. It's, a, it's an iPhone. It's, there's cool stuff you can do. There's apps, there's power, there's access to the internet. There's all sorts of great things in this phone. But but, 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 but when we start to take away the things that are connected to that device, uh, we get rid of the apps, uh, we lose Wi-Fi signal, we lose the ability, maybe we get rid of the satellites that are providing uh, 3G, 4G, 5G, uh, and we start to remove even electricity, we're going to find that, that the value of that phone begins to drop because value is in relation to something else. And because of sin, our value has been reduced. Death has now come in. We've been corrupted and we are losing value. We're kind of trending pretty low. I mean, I know you came for some encouragement today. I know you thought you're going to get some, some biblical encouragement, but we have to start in this place where, where we understand that actually in ourselves, our value is, I mean, it's pretty close to zero. We, we're dead. The, the, the value of my phone without all of those things that we just talked about, I mean, it's a little, it's kind of, there's some, some materials there. It's maybe a nice like cup holder. I, I don't know. There's not a lot of value because without the, the connecting things in, by which the phone finds value, it doesn't really have much value. And that's how we start our life in sin, in this world where we don't really have much value at all. But of course, as we go through the scripture, we see that what God does is God places value on us. How does he do that? He gives his life for us. See, our value now is not defined by our sin, it's actually defined by Jesus. Jesus gave his life, he shed his blood for us. That is the value of your life today. And so we start in this place of being utterly worthless and we actually get this realization, wow, you see, Jesus has died for every single person. The reason we walk around treating people with, with love and kindness and placing value on them and, and dignity as a human being is exactly because Jesus has given his life. He's given his life for every single person. So I've got to give you the value that you actually deserve because to Jesus, in relationship with God, your value has suddenly gone really high. <laughs> Your worth has increased. And, 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 and when we understand 
that our value is not tethered to circumstance, it's tethered to God. God doesn't move. God doesn't change. God is all powerful. God is great. When, when, when you're, I don't know, you know, when, when your stocks and things are tied to, uh, you know, assets that are falling, when you invest in cryptocurrency, which is a bit, what's going on over here? It's not, what's it tethered to? No one's quite sure. There's a lot of volatility and value can change very quickly. But I imagine when, when, crypto begins to get kind of assimilated into normal banking procedures as it's beginning and it begins to be tethered to something else, the value will stabilize. Why? Because value is all about relationship to something else. And your value today, if you put your value in what's happening around you, I can guarantee you, you're in for a very difficult time because your value is going to go up and it's going to go down depending on what's happening in your circumstance. And God wants you to be free today because you will never be able to live a life of faith when you are tethered to your circumstance. You will only be able to live a life full of courage and confidence when your value is tethered to God. In other words, the outcome doesn't matter. What matters is your obedience. What matters is your submission to Christ. And so we can step out. We can do crazy things. We can start the business. We can talk to that person. We can send that email. We can try again. And this is what happens is the circumstance speaks to us. Circumstance has a voice. It says, look what's happening around you right now. Do you really think it's going to be different this time? circumstance. Maybe someone's got debt right now and you're watching this and your debt is speaking to you saying, hey, you can't live a life of faith. You can't live a life of courage. You can barely pay your bills. How, how are you going to think big? And it's speaking to you, squashing your thinking, saying it's not going to be the same. Maybe, you, you, maybe you've suffered some things in your mind and you've burned out and, and you tried to go for God and you tried to live a life and you tried to step out and, and you just found you, yourself coming against a limitation. Well, that limitation might be speaking to you today, saying it's always going to be like this. You're never going to overcome that addiction. You're never going to become that sort of person. Other people might do it, but you're going to do it. You know, it's funny how the voice of circumstance sounds a bit like the voice of Satan because that's kind of what's going on there. When we are defined by our circumstance, we can never truly be free to be confident, to live the life and build the dream that God has called us to build. But when we understand that our value is found in God, we can be free because success or failure, I mean, it's nice if things succeed, but we all know some things are going to fail. It's part of our learning curve. It's part of our experimentation. It's part of our growth. When we can be free from the outcome, we can go again. We can step out. And I see God, the Holy Spirit, putting boldness in you today. I see confidence filling you as your value begins to be tethered in God. You can be free today. So I want to talk about how we do that. How do we, how do we get our value uh, back. How do, how do we get a value from God? How do we change that so we become confident people and we can step out in faith? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 2 uh, says this in verse 20. It says, now in a great house, in a house of greatness, come on, you're, you're called to greatness. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Okay, so, so this is really interesting. Timothy says, in a great house, there's lots of different types of vessels. Lots of cups, lots of bowls, and they're made from different materials. So that's the first thing we need to understand is, is God doesn't want you to be someone else. God wants you to be you. 
We have a bit of an idea in, in our society, in our world, that everyone's got to be the same. But you know what I realize is everyone's different. And everyone's got different capabilities. Everyone's got a different earning potential. I mean, we want to make everything fair and the same. And I understand that because we want to make sure the society is a good place to live in. But we just need to understand everybody's different. Everybody's built different. Some of us are made out of wood. Some of us are made out of gold. Some of us are made out of silver. There are things that I can't do that you can do. That you are, the way that you think about that, the way you understand that topic, that area, the way you specialize, I'm just like, got no idea how to do that. I'm a different vessel from you. And there are some things that I can do that I'm built for, that I'm made for, that you can't do. And this is the wonder and the beauty of human beings and of the church, that we all have a different use but, but, but one thing is the same for all of us, is, 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 is Timothy is saying here, if we want to be used by God and filled by God and have a purpose, an honorable use, if we want to be used for something great, if we want to build a dream that is impactful and touches the generations and, and, and opens people's hearts to God and demonstrates the beauty and the wonder. If we, if, we want to, if we want to experience a new sort of life and a new sort of experience of life, well, we, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to cleanse ourselves. You know, you've got a friend coming around, maybe for a drink, and it's a nice summer's day, and you've got like a, I don't know, like a delicious sort of ale or something like that. And uh, you get, you, you've chilled it in the fridge and it's like great. And you go to the cupboard and you get the glass out and you're about to pour this, this, this German Weiss beer into this glass and suddenly you realize, oh dang, like that glass is not clean. You know when it comes out of the dishwasher, it's got all that like strange stuff, it's like not washed properly. And there's not a salt or rinse aid or something like that. I never know what the problem is, but it's something like that and someone just puts it away and it's in the cupboard and you get it out and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't use this. I can't use this for, for what I want. So you put it aside and you get another one. That's, that's, that's what's happening right here. Holiness is this, this link to confidence. When we get cleansed, when we get our lives straight and right with God, we're going to find that God can actually use us. And, 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 and until we become holy, see the word holy is actually the word for other. That's what it means. So God is holy because he is other. He is distinct. He is different from everything else in creation. He is the creator. And God says, I want you to be holy like I am holy. I want you to be distinct. I want you to be other. You're not just an animal. You're not just, you're different. I put my spirit in you. I want you to be different. And as Christians, we are called to be different. We're called to be distinct. And I think sometimes we struggle with this because we really want to fit in. We really don't want to be different. We really don't want to be other. But part of following Jesus, part of being used by God is that we're going to clean up our lives. And there are things we need to do. See, it's, it's not normal to keep your Sunday mornings free so that you can be in the house of God. Most people have got brunches, they're out late the night before. It's not normal to prioritize the Sunday. That's not normal. That is other, that is different, but that's what a Christian does. This is how we cleanse our lives. We submit ourselves to God. Don't neglect meeting together. Well, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become obedient to you. I'm gonna allow your ways to be higher and I'm gonna prepare my heart so that I can be used by you. It is not normal to, to give away your money <laughs> to the church, to bring 10% 
of what you have as your tithe to God to say, God, everything, that's not normal. I, I don't know what your friends do, but they don't do that. This is not a normal behavior. Christians are called to be different. It's, it's not normal to wait until you're in a marriage covenant before you have sex. That's not normal. People don't do that. And we feel different. We feel embarrassed. Like, I'm, I'm, what's wrong with me? No, no, God is calling you to be holy. God is calling you to be different. And what happens, you see, when, 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 when you have a glass that needs cleaning, there's actually two fillings that takes place. Jesus says this in Matthew 23, uh, verse 25 to 26. This is what he says. We can find it real quick. He, he's talking about uh, the inside of, of the cup. And he says this to the Pharisees. He says, hey, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate so that the outside may be clean. See, see, see if we want to be full of boldness in our life, we need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. But first of all, we need to get cleansed. We need to fill us. When you clean a cup, it has, it, you put water in it and it gets filled and it's a cleansing. And if that cup becomes dirty again, then we've got to fill it again and we've got to cleanse it. But, but we've got to keep filling it until it's clean and ready for use. And that's the point where we can actually begin to use it. God can actually begin to use your life. So, so, so here's, here's what's happening. For so many of us, we are in this place where we are just constantly trying to clean up our life. And we go to God and our prayer life and our, our rhythm is just, God, would you just cleanse me? Would you just forgive me? And, and don't get me wrong, we, we need to constantly be coming in repentance and we're aware of our need for God, right? So it's not about that. But we're going to find if the majority of our energy is just in becoming holy. If I'm, the majority of our time and our spiritual discipline is just trying to get clean. God, can you just help me again? God, can you just save me again? God, I'm struggling over here. We're not going to experience the second filling, which is when we're clean for use. God fills us again and we begin to live this life of overflow. See, there's a second filling that God wants you to live in. And this is where boldness comes. This is where confidence comes. This is where the power of God comes. Why? Because we are wholly ready for use for God to do whatever he wants to do. You see, I, I, I value it. See, Paul says, says in the scripture in Philippines, he says, I want you to live a life worthy of the calling. See, there is no question about your value today, friend. God has shown your value. He has placed value on him in proxy to his sacrifice of his life for you. We see that your life has incredible value. But are you living up to the value? Are you living worthy of the calling? Because that's the place that we're going to see the dream of God, the things that we're hoping for and believing for. And this is strange kind of relationship between holiness and boldness. Because what sin does, when we miss the mark and, and we sin against God and we make mistakes and, and we begin to feel like God can't use us, we begin to feel our value begins to be tethered to circumstance again, the things that we've done. And maybe some of you today, your value, for whatever reason, maybe decisions you've made, maybe things that have happened to you, I, your value has begun to be tethered again to what's happening around you and your sin and your circumstances speaking to you saying, hey, you're not good enough for God. You're not good enough to be used by God. There's no way you can build the dream. There's no way you can step out. There's no way God is still with you after you've done that. I believe today, God wants to fill us afresh with confidence, 
we can come to him with boldness. We're not perfect human beings, but we can be holy people. We can be set apart as we allow his word to shape what we do. And this is why we need to get in community. This is why we need the church. This is why what happens in this relationship, a Christian that is isolated will always fail. But when you come into the body of Christ and you begin to engage with other believers and, and there's a pattern for dealing with sin. That, that many of us don't understand. It's not just repentance. It's not just, it's also confession. And so we repent to God and we confess to one another. And that's where freedom is. That's where power is. And we begin to get clean again. And God begins to fill us with his Holy Spirit. I believe today, just as we close, that God wants to fill us with boldness today. I see just a fresh confidence where circumstance has been speaking to you. We're going to allow the word of God. We're going to allow God himself to begin to redefine your value with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. So God, I pray for every person watching today, I pray you to fill them with your Holy Spirit. God, first of all, we just repent of our sin. And if there's stuff that we need to confess to a friend or a leader or someone in our dinner party, or maybe we just need to get to church so that we will have those relationships. God, we just repent of that and we make that decision right now to confess what's going on. God, I have made mistakes. God, I've been stuck in, in an addiction. God, I, I've been in dark places in my mind. We need to repent and confess. God, right now we, we make ourselves holy. God, we choose to draw near and to become distinct, set apart, cleansed. If anyone desires to be used, he needs to be cleansed. So God, we pray right now that you would now use us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. God, that everything about our purpose would come to life. God, I pray that confidence would be unleashed right now, that we would stop living a life of fear of what the outcomes would be, and we would start living a life of obedience. I pray that we would hear your voice right now. We would see what you're seeing. God, that your will would be done in us. God, on earth as it is in heaven. God, we pray right now you would do something fresh in us. Right now we pray in the name of Jesus. Hey, thanks so much for watching today. I want to just really encourage you to keep going to God and keep allowing God to fill your life. Go dream big, go pursue the things that are on your heart and go and build everything that God is calling you to build. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening today. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. I'm also wondering if there's someone in your world who might benefit from hearing this message. So please do share it with them. Help us get the word out there. And of course, you can connect with us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and so on. Just look for C3 Reflect. For anything else, go to our website, c3reflect.church. Do hit subscribe, rate and review. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day.